Now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. Welcome to the show, Prescription for Your Transformation. Real people, real conversations, and real success. I am Dr. Bart Rademacher, also the Doctor's Guide, and we're going to be talking once again about health optimization strategies. And so this last year, I was really focusing on that. You know, this is a seven-year running show with uh, Star Worldwide Networks out of Arizona. And really honored to be with them and continuing with them because the information I want to share with you is going to be really important for you. Because let's be honest, your health matters. It really does matter. And it's one of the first things that we choose to ignore first because of all the other seemingly more important things that are occupying our lives. But the truth of the matter is simply this is that we need to focus on our health. We need to focus on the things that, quite frankly, you probably are not aware of. Unless you're one of those health nuts and you're totally dialed in or you're a biohacker and you figured out all these things already. But most people aren't that because they're not fully aware of the importance of the health until it really becomes an issue. And then it's almost impossibly um, too late to do anything about it. So... As the near new year has begun, you know, what is it going to take to succeed in your health this coming year? And actually, for that matter, for the years to come. I mean, have you actually even thought about this more than just for an instant, like most people do at the, you know, eve of the new year, going into the next year and then forgetting it about it, you know, within a couple of days, weeks um, for most. But the question that we really have to ask ourselves is, you know, where are we getting this information? I mean, where do we traditionally get this information about our health? And so traditionally, you know, we would actually seek the advice of a primary doctor and who, in, in a way, was actually part of the family, you know, until about 50 or 60 years ago. This was absolutely the case. You know, these docs, they were participating in many of the major events in anyone's life, you know, from birth to toddler, then graduating the the different school years and finally to college and marriage and business successes and failures and economic upheavals, illnesses, death, and then new births again. Yeah, they just had this central role. And there's a reason I bring this up because you'll get to hear why that's so important later on. But all of that has changed. The digital era combined with the transience of jobs and opportunities and where we actually live. So long lost are the days that we trusted and relied on our doctors to help us through all the major life events as they they often were the most educated to advise us on pretty much anything in our lives. But part of the problem is the explosion of information, right? And new technology that actually no one can keep up with. And then together with the explosion of available consumer products and services that all compete against each other, and especially with our health. So in recent years, 
you know, doctors have really lost the trust of their most important client, their patients. And it's partly their own fault. But there are many other factors that have contributed to that loss of respect, and I'm not going to go into that. But to be fair, it has become practically impossible, not fully impossible, but practically impossible for doctors to deliver the type of care that our communities actually need. And so today we're going to dive into what that really looks like. Because there is a solution. And mind you, it's a solution that has always been available to you. It's just that few ever have thought about it and few actually are able to deliver it. So the thing is this, is that we've learned to rely on our healthcare system to take care of our health. We've abdicated our fundamental responsibility to ourselves to a medical and a corporate system that is actually telling us what to eat, how to live, and when we get sick, what, which drugs to then take. So no one is teaching the opportunities for each and every individual to optimize health. And if they are, it's totally fragmented and quite frankly, self-serving and not really serving the consumer. See, nowadays you have many champions for health optimization, spewing tons of information about what you can do to stay healthy. And they're promoting their own products, sponsored products or products within their affiliate networks. You know, direct marketing, also known as multi-level marketing, is just another example of sales-driven health products versus products truly determined to be the best for you, a unique individual with unique needs. But who to trust? And honestly, what agendas do each of them have? And I can say, full transparency, even I have my own preferences or products and services I want to recommend, but are they the best for you? And that is why you must always be actively critical in how you make your own decisions. But even I, as a trained and seasoned doctor, I just don't always have all the information. And unless you have a systematic approach to managing your own health with the right support and the believable sources of health intelligence, you are likely to fail at it, and worse, maybe do some harm. And so most people are quite aware of this problem, and they actually don't do anything. Or if they do anything, it is sporadic, impulsive, with really minimal benefit and much costs. But here's the rub. We no longer have an excuse to be sick. Let me say that again. We no longer have an excuse to be sick. And so this might upset some people, but that's a different conversation. And we don't have to rely on a healthcare system that by comparison to 11 other Western countries comes last in efficacy of delivery and overall quality of health, yet spending twice as much. You know, it's not infrequent that I get a call in the hospital to evaluate a patient that has a clear clinical evidence of an acute hand infection. And all we need to do is start them on some antibiotics and some other natural remedies and then observe how it improves. <laughs> this is sort of what we did 50 years ago. 
But the system institutes all sorts of ridiculously expensive tests that do absolutely nothing in 99.9% of the patients and how we end up treating them. And guess what? Who's going to foot the bill? Yeah, you got it. You, your tax dollars. One-fifth, 20% of our GDP is spent on healthcare. 90% of that is on chronic disease. So this path is not sustainable. With the trillions of dollars that we are in debt already, it's always increasing. You know, we have actually run out of money and doctors to take care of you. But here's an interesting thing that happened with the pandemic. Patients did not have access to their doctors or did not want to risk it. So what do they do? <clears throat> they began to go online to find out their own solutions. So they were bypassing their traditional approach to finding healthcare solutions by going to their doctor. Now, this is good as long as you're consuming the right information. And we all know it. There's always some bad actors out there. Or some bad actors with good intentions, they're just bad actors. But here is a truth. And it's an important truth that I really want you to pay attention to. These solutions that are now being offered are not originating from your average allopathic doctor. In fact, mainly from non-allopathic trained health practitioners like naturopaths as well as entrepreneurs. And many of these have had their own health crisis, couldn't find the answers in the healthcare system, and so they went outside of it to successfully treat themselves and now sharing their gift with you. So there's something wrong with this picture, in my opinion. You know, being me being a traditionally trained doctor in allopathic medicine, you know, I went to medical school and the postgraduate training, 17 years in total, right? And we have other people leading the way. I think that's, that's just not right. And that's why I do what I do. But you can't totally blame the doctors for their inability to serve you since they're part of the system that controls their training and then their practice afterwards. And quite frankly, unbeknownst to them, because they're so focused in their specialty that they have to be so myopic because of all the new technologies and information to be able to help you. But therein lies the problem as well. So with this lengthy introduction, framing our current situation, let's look at what you must be doing. But first, you've got to accept a simple truth. Unless you have the sufficient number of habits that favor health optimization, it's very likely that you will get sick much sooner than you could have actually avoided altogether. Somehow, we've actually been brainwashed to accept the fact that we're gonna get sick one day. So to wait till we get sick, and then there's a pill to actually take care of it. But this is a lie. Since, first of all, you don't have to get sick in the first place. And the drug may or may not help you and will, in fact, likely cause all sorts of other problems as well. Now, the other brainwash is the one that hypnotizes you to adopt certain lifestyles in order to be worthy or to belong. 
And these lifestyle choices oftentimes will actually disfavor your health. You know, take the invention of the rubber sole. Seems a pretty much innocent kind of invention, you know, for convenience. And this is done in the late 50s, but has caused us to be more disconnected to the Earth's surface and thus our ability to replenish lost electrons in our body to remove the free radicals that cause so much havoc in our body. Oh, so news alert, that's something you probably didn't know about. Quite frankly, I just learned this the other day. Because with that, there's an interesting correlation between the development of non-incident diabetes with the increased use of thick rubber soles. It's almost like the thicker the sole, the cooler and better that it is. In fact, it causes us to be even more disconnected from the Earth's surface. And so, as I often will repeat this simple fact, we have evolved over millennia in harmony with nature and obviously barefoot, right? Because being barefoot connects us with the natural ionospheres of the Earth's surface to replenish lost electrons. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later on. And if you really want to watch a great video, go to earthing.com and they talk about this at length. So in the name of convenience or style, our illnesses are most unstylish and inconvenient because of our lifestyle choices. And guess what? We can't blame anyone else for us making those choices. At the end of the day, it's all on you. So this is where we truly need to start with any health optimization journey. What do you want and what are you prepared to do? This comes back from Hippocrates you know, 2,500 years ago. He said it a little differently than that. Decide, are you optimally healthy right now? But then by what standard are you deciding if you're optimally healthy? And the best way that I would like to suggest this is you look at those people that look like extremely healthy. I mean, these super health nuts with incredibly toned bodies and the vitality and the energy. Now, you know them. They're out there. But funnily enough, and perhaps sadly enough at the same time, in our woke society, too many are critical of those that are that ardently promote their health these cells. In fact, some university teachers, in fact, encourage you being fat and that junk food is okay. Let's be honest, neither is good. And we all know that. So why do we lie to ourselves? You know, if I am 10 pounds overweight, it's not good. Call me fat. And it's not a judgment call on the person about their goodness or not. I mean, that's where it gets all disconnected and convoluted because it isn't about that. It's a physical observation and we must be honest with ourselves. We know that sugar is bad, but if we keep on consuming Reese's Pieces, it's not good. So recognize your weight, recognize your nutrition, your movement, your sleep, your inner balance. These are the four quadrants that I talk about. And if they're optimal or if they're not, you got to admit to yourself because these are the easy entry points to finding optimum health. And we know what that is. Science has proven that. I can't stress enough that your body has a blueprint of a perfectly functioning system. 
your blueprint wasn't designed or isn't designed to have you be overweight. So stop convincing yourself that it's okay because it isn't. The science of physiology clearly indicates it's not. And there it really is no reason to argue with it. Again, to be clear, not judging a person, I get it. You know, I've been overweight in the past and I get it. And it was hard to get rid of that weight. And sometimes I would tell myself, I'm fat. And I tell other people, I'm fat. And they would say, no, you're not. I says, yeah, I am. Because I'm above my ideal weight and I need to work on it. Because if you want to be able to optimize your health, you got to accept the truth. Now, here's another one that I actually struggle with. You got to move every 20 minutes. And if you don't, it's worse than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. I mean, who would have thought? We all knew that cigarette smoking was bad and there were lawsuits against all these cigarette companies. But who's going to sue your chair? <laughs> You're not going to do that, right? And this is where I think, again, how people will get into trouble. First, they don't think it's going to happen to them, right? They're, they're, they've got their head in the sand. And they don't realize that it's their that the, their lifestyle is truly what's damaging. Or if they did know it, they don't realize how easy it is to remedy. And only take action once the pain sets in. We know movement matters. So get on the program and move at least moderately actively uh, at an active level uh, for 30 minutes every single day. It's not that hard. It can't be hard. And even better, if you go out in nature, then of course you got food, right? <laughs> Again, you don't have to be a neurosurgeon or neuroscientist to know that sugar and processed food and alcohol are all bad because we did not evolve with all these things. All of these are in fact addictions because of all the associations we make with them and they, how they stimulate our dopamine pathways. And we have to keep on stimulating that dopamine pathway, that reward pathway. And this probably unbeknownst to you. But all the corporate marketing is convincing you to make choices that stimulates this pathway. And then of course the billions of dollars in research to stimulate your taste buds. So you can't just eat one chip and jokingly and subliminally advertise. So that's exactly what you do. I'll often admit, they're all in to make money at our expense. But it's you that makes the choice. So you can't blame them. You know, I slipped yesterday because I ate a third of a baguette. Because it brings back a comfortable feeling generated from happy experiences from years ago that I can't even remember. But my neural pathway just wanted that dopamine rush, that comfort. But fortunately... I can easily abstain from this for months on and, and certainly completely abstain from the potato chips, especially one of the most tasty new inventions out there with a cheddar cheese twist to it. You know, it's hard to avoid those. And every time I walk into a store or gas station, I hurry up my pace to pass it so I avoid the strong pull towards them. That is a conscious choice that I make. I look at the bag, decide. Do I really want this? But I'm going to feel crappy afterwards. So no, I don't want this. A choice. But it's true. 
our willpower is finite. And so we actually must be careful what we expose ourselves to and actively work on reprogramming us from the things that we must admit do not serve us. And in this particular case, I just won't go in the store, so I'm not challenging my willpower or just have somebody else go in for me. So again, these are choices that we can make. And even if we do eat organic, we are finding that our choices of food might not actually give us what we need. And here again, being brainwashed by different food trends, consuming nutritionally depleted foods, or simply having a genetic blueprint that has very specific needs that are not being met. And did you even know that? So you might think that you're doing a great job, and in fact, it might be setting you up for chronic illness. So for many of us, as I keep on mentioning, this might begin to seem quite overwhelming, and actually, it is. But you can't just give up and do nothing. You've got to start somewhere, even if it's small, because you absolutely have to do something, because even the smallest investment of time and money will pay major dividends over time. And these dividends you might not even be aware of, except you're not getting sick. And look at how many people actually suffered during the pandemic. You can point a lot of fingers, but the most obvious truth, most Americans have a seriously compromised health and therefore susceptible to all sorts of things. To be specific, 50% of adults are currently suffering from some sort of chronic illness, and 50 to 60% are seriously overweight, and within the next 10 years, obese. And since I am passionate about health optimization, I'll often ask people, how healthy is their diet? Or are they doing enough to optimizing their health? And of course, you know it. They all say that their diet is great, they're making good choices, and that they're as active as they need to be. In reality, they aren't. And they're unwilling to disclose that even to themselves, because again, they just don't know. It's easier to deny, defend, and deflect. And once illness manifests, it's still in someone else's hands. But those hands that actually do take over are also mostly in the dark of all the factors contributing to illness and then how to address them. As scientists, we still really don't know how we get sick. And it's not uncommon for you to get an answer to the effect of, well, it's in your head. Oh, it's your age. Get used to it. Can't do anything about it. Oh, there's nothing really wrong. Again, nothing is further from the truth except maybe the head part, but not in the way that they think it is. Simple truth is that is this, is that when your biochemistry is out of balance, it's going to affect how your brain cells function and therefore everything about your brain that your brain manages, including your thoughts and your feelings. And as obvious as that may seem, it's pretty much discounted by most. All right, so that leaves us with sleep and inner balance. Well, we just mentioned that your biochemistry affects your thoughts and your feelings. Well, guess what? Your thoughts and your feelings affects your biochemistry. And so finding your inner balance 
is a fundamental health need in your health optimization. So whatever stresses you, gives you anxiety, preoccupation, must be addressed by whatever mental strategies that can bring you to a sense of equanimity. And by the way, nutrition, movement, and sleep and sleep is part of that pill. See, living in this fast-paced, complex, demanding, distracting, and toxic environment is harmful to our well-being unless you adopt the strategies that support you or get you out of it. You know, do you really need to fit in with the Jones to be worthy? All this scarcity created by social marketing forces is simply a bad diet for our souls. And we're often addicted to it. So mindfulness is good all the way around. So where are you going to get access to these mental strategies? Well, you know what? I discovered the world of personal development about 20 years ago. And the funny thing was, was simply this, is that because I grew up in five different countries, but because I spoke four different languages, and because I read the Greek classics in medical school, and because I trained for 17 years, you know, shoot, when I graduated, when I was out in practice, I thought, you know what? I got it made. I should have all the answers and couldn't figure out, you know, what was bothering me? Why was this internal dissonance, you know, disrupting my life? And then I fell into, fortunately, into the world of personal development, specifically with Tony Robbins at first. And my whole life changed. And then I jumped into neurolinguistic programming and all sorts of really cool stuff. And so here's the thing is that, you know, whatever programming that was instilled into us when we were kids, you know, is for a large part probably not serving you today because it's a different world then than it is now. And so we need the support and the coaches to help guide us through this new terrain, this new territory, this new toxic environment so that we can better address the conditions that we live in so that we can find that place of peace and purpose and equanimity. And so anybody listening, you know, I, I firmly believe, get yourself an awesome coach. I got one. Um, I get coached twice a month, and I love it because it keeps me on track in the direction that I want to go. So that's that part. So find your coach. Now, let's talk about sleep. Another area mostly ignored because the lack of sleep has clearly been shown to contribute in a major way to chronic illness because spending eight hours per day is fundamentally important for all your systems to recover and heal that by not doing it creates havoc in your system. But let me share this with you first. That the healthcare system is not suited to optimize our health, and that's our fault. That the environment that we live in and our lifestyle choices are not conducive to optimum health, also our fault. And that we must have awareness of the specifics of our lifestyle choices and how they affect our nutrition, movement, sleep, and inner balance. Well, that's our choice too. Getting the clarity that we must work outside of the system and be responsible for ourselves 
and getting the clarity of what can happen is like to happen if we don't make the changes, decide that all those likelihoods are important enough to avoid at all costs, then we should have enough reasons to move forward with a smart strategy to optimize health. And if you aren't clear enough, then this is what you want to get clear on next. What you believe matters. What you value determines the order in which you make a decision. And you may very well violate those beliefs and values to serve a need. It sounds complicated, and in a way it is. So I will keep it really simple. In human behavioral psychology, they consider six human needs and really well presented by Tony Robbins. Those needs are security or certainty, love and connection, meaning or significance that your life has purpose, and then variety are considered the four primary ones. And then the two spiritual ones are growth and contribution. And we all must satisfy these needs in a variety of ways and in different orders. For example, we all need love and connection. And to be isolated doesn't work well for us. What we must do must also have meaning or significance. No sense living our lives randomly without purpose. We're also happiest when we grow and make progress. So if our needs say significance, um, like we must be famous, well, we might forsake those things that we also value, like family or health. I know many of my colleagues, while they value their family, forsake them because helping others is satisfying a major need for them. Now, another person might value property, property, but will shoot someone because they have to be significant in the eyes of a group they want to belong with. You know, we might desire security and work long hours and avoid working out. We might desire connection and stay up long hours and sacrifice our sleep. We might seek variety and spend long hours on social media. And in all of these situations, we might be violating our beliefs and values of health. Ultimately, we all want to feel a certain way. And what matters is what vehicle or process or way or means we use to attain that feeling. So let's take variety. Well, play a team sport. You get a lot of variety there. And that way you satisfy your movement and have connections. But the challenge sometimes is that it's too difficult to find a team where you just don't want to. Now, security. Well, sleep eight hours and you'll be more productive and likely to succeed and have more security. Imagine that. Because we can't work, we can't do well, I should say, on just five hours of sleep. Our bodies require seven to eight hours of sleep. Otherwise, your efficiency drops by about 20%. You're 20% more likely to make mistakes. And so it's just going to take much longer. But this is what also needs to be clear in your mind. What is your vision and your purpose? Or said differently, what is your compelling future? And are you just going through the motions of daily life? You know, just following a program that somebody instilled into you and waiting till the end of the day to get some relief by eating to your heart's content or binging on Netflix? 
And everyone has what's called an ikigai, a reason for being. So what's yours? What is that compelling reason to get up in the morning? And it might just be the the best parent or the best gardener or the best writer. It's yours to claim. And unless you're actively pursuing something greater than yourself, you are not truly living your potential and missing out on your own greatness. And when you have reason to get up in the morning, you'll have enough reason to optimize your health. And that in of itself contributes to a healthy mental attitude. You see, when we live a life with little meaning or too much stress, then we're not going to optimize ourselves. So if you're not optimizing you, it's time you decide what is important in your life and how the optimize you will help you achieve that. And you might be thinking, well, I got my purpose covered, but I don't know what to do. Or I'm just thinking, I've got an I've got enough time to get healthy before problems settle in. What you need to know is that the development of chronic disease can start as early as childhood. And many of the toxins we're exposed to act insidiously over time to reveal the nasty symptoms of chronic disease, neurodegenerative problems, and even cancer 20 years later. And so while you think you're okay, realize... We're exposed to 200,000 toxins every day. Yeah, 200,000 if it's not more. And glyphosate is ubiquitous now in our water and our food and considered a potential carcinogen, even though the chemical companies like to disagree. And then sugar, it's addictive and causing havoc. You know, the first time I heard someone seriously avoiding sugar, at all costs, mind you, When I was was taking care of a very successful actor, a well-known name, having great ambitions, and because of the health choices they made, they've been able to deliver box office hits over and over again. And that's when I changed my habit. And I learned this from a non-doctor, for God's sake. You know, the truth is, one way sugar is harmful is that it causes dysfunction of your mitochondria. And as a result, Too many free radicals are formed that then cause damage to your DNA and then your cells. And in case you aren't familiar with free radicals, I mean, you've probably heard of the term, but these are molecules lacking an electron and they will steal it. They'll take it away from another molecule that's causing either damage to the DNA or cellular structure or function. And this this is an underlying cause for developing, for example, cancer. So let's restate the obvious. Poor lifestyle choices will cause chronic disease and it's preventable because we now know um, how all of this happens. The study of epigenetics has taught us that whatever is in the environment of the cell will determine which genes are switched on and switched off. And if you didn't know, we got 22,000 genes. And depending on which genes are turned on or off determines what happens in each cell, tissue, organ, and so you. And if you have a gene that controls how a cell is replicating, and if this gene is left on, your cells will keep on replicating and ultimately lead to a tumor growth. Here's what's interesting. And so many would think exposure to x-rays and other types of toxins lead to cancer. That's the only thing that causes cancer. Well, no. 
These genes are also controlled by the types of vitamins and minerals you consume. So when you lack certain vitamins like vitamin B, this results in genes being left turned on and subsequent tumor growth. So wouldn't you want to know if that gene is turned on or even the potential that it's turned on? Logic will say yes, and it's available. But is this intel believable and actionable? That's the homework I do for you. Or you must find someone who can you who you can believe as well. And then obviously share it with me so I can share it with others. So the two statements, you are what you eat and food is thy medicine, must ring true to you. And remember, it's not just the food your cells are exposed to. It's all those other toxins. So one thing that movement does that helps your body remove oxygen radicals, removes other toxins through your sweat and increased breathing, which is the route of about 80% of toxic load removal, by the way. Movement also reduces the production of unnecessary radicals because your ATP is be being used during exercise. By the way, movement also improves your mood and improves your focus. It flushes out toxic molecules and causes that are causing localized inflammation. A little bit about inflammation. We now realize that chronic inflammation underlies all chronic disease and anything we can do to reduce it must be done. So how does chronic inflammation actually happen? Well, for starters, you might have a microbiome that's out of balance. What does this really mean? Of the 70 trillion cells that are yours, coupled with the 22,000 genes that I mentioned earlier, you're also carrying with you 700 trillion, that's 10 times more organisms that account for your cells, and then 2 million genes. Otherwise stated, you only account for 1%, I'll repeat myself, 1% of all the genes that you carry within you. An imbalance of the microorganism and thus all that DNA, it's going to cause problems with your immune system, your cardiovascular system, your hormones, and then obviously your neural systems. And there's a term you might be familiar with, leaky gut. This is often caused by an imbalance of those microorganisms in your gut and then causes the contents in the gut to enter your bloodstream when they're not supposed to. And people randomly use probiotics thinking it's going to help normalize the gut bacteria. And sometimes it will, but sometimes it won't. And without the right information, you actually won't know what to do. It might actually be taking the wrong probiotics. So here again, you have to get a lab test to determine what type of probiotics to take. It's a simple test. Stool specimens determine which microorganisms are residing in your gut. And this can then explain why you might be suffering from an immune disorder like Hashimoto's. You correct the leaky gut and likely you correct the other problems associated with it. Now, the wrong microorganism in the gut has also been associated with, you guessed it, weight gain. So while you thought it was all willpower, your success in losing your weight might be stacked against you because of the bacteria that's residing in your gut. And the solution to your weight problem might actually be a lot easier than you thought. 
So other causes of inflammation is the dysfunction of your mitochondria. We've been talking about that, and that's a hot topic these days. And it can occur as a result of deficiencies of other vitamins or minerals, and therefore the inability of your cells to detoxify and remove toxins and free radicals. So the first step in optimizing your mitochondria is to improve your sleep, your exercise, correct any vitamin or mineral deficiencies, reduce stress, imagine that, normalize your hormones, and you can also take specific vitamins that support your mitochondria. Methylene blue is an example, is a popular one to take, um, and consider liposomal glutathione or NAD+, and these are essential to the mitochondria as well. Yeah. These are not recommendations. You've got to do your homework and get the proper approval from your own doc. But research in the living matrix, and that's the matrix between all your cells. A matrix that, as doctors, we learn too little about, but clearly plays an important role in the development of inflammation. And here it is. As I mentioned earlier, with an excess of free radicals in your tissues, it's going to cause cell and tissue damage as these radicals steal electrons from critical structure or metabolic molecules, thus causing damage, dysfunction, and inflammation. That living matrix actually stores free electrons that can be used to neutralize these radicals. But the problem is, as we use up these electrons, they must be replaced. Now, I mentioned earlier that we evolved walking barefoot in nature over millions of years. Your feet planted on the ground is how we actually replace the free electrons in the living matrix. And by not having this connection, we deplete ourselves of these electrons and so inflammation ensues. So while food is thy medicine, your bare feet on the ground is your protection protecting you from the harm of free radicals. So just watch out where you do step. Heels, thick soles will disconnect you from the easiest way to remain healthy and it's free. And if you live in a concrete jungle or walking barefoot in the office might be frowned upon, get a grounding mat or sleep on one. Ever since I started mine, night and day improvement and how I actually slept. I woke up more refreshed and ready to go with less hours of sleep. Still maintaining my seven hours though. And a mat is relatively inexpensive, but walking in the open ground should be even less. But at least choose one of them. And if you're going to choose walking, 30 minutes per day will do the trick. Thus far, I've shared some of the useful content on how to address a variety of health optimization needs and opportunities. Where to actually start? So earlier we talked about motivation, your ikigai. Decide that first and then map out three to five areas of concern that you want to address. It could be any of the four quadrants I mentioned, nutrition, movement, sleep, and inner balance. Or it could be even more specific, like losing weight, regain lost agility, eliminate any pain or discomfort. You decide. Decide wisely and make sure at least one item and at least three of these quadrants 
by stacking up different areas of improvement will actually accelerate and compound the other improvements as well. See, stacking is a good thing, and this augments the results of the other. Have a clear goal, a timeline, and set your schedule. Persistence and purposeful habits wins the race, while actually enjoying the journey counts for more than focusing on the ultimate result. The ultimate result is just the target, and it's a metric by which you can measure. But enjoyment in the moment, recognizing how this is benefiting you, is what's going to help you stay the course. So an area that I think that many ignore is what are you going to measure? Weight is easy. So is heart rate variability, your sleep numbers, using an aura ring or a Garmin watch. You can measure your own blood pressure. A great metric is oxygen utilization, which can be done by your doctor. But other metrics are invaluable. And also needing a doctor for the lab test for your micronutrients, your toxins, your hormones, as well as many other insightful tests is critically important. And oftentimes, unfortunately, you're going to have to pay out of your own pocket. But the ROI is incredible. Another one I really do like, and that's your DNA testing. And this one can be done at home. But I only recommend two tests from the DNA company and the Viome. And connect with me because I can probably get you a VIP pricing for either one of them. These tests are really and truly a game changer that delivers to you precise information about how your DNA is currently working for you or against you using artificial intelligence analytics. And once you get all that information, you know, then what? Are you fully qualified to start making those right choices? And I would say probably not. And so I also recommend finding an allopathic doctor who incorporates this type of health optimization strategies, but who also collaborates with the other types of health practitioners in order to give you the best possible results. Now, if you choose to go with a DNA company, they've got this amazing program, but reach out to me first and we'll be able to get you all set up. You see, the type of collaboration is really important that your doctor is going to have with other types of services and other health practitioners is fundamental to your success. Because our body is made up of those 10,000 different main parts, all in coordination to a fully functioning body. And the way the allopathic medicine has evolved over years is with a focus on the molecular biochemical solutions only, but that's only part of the whole organism. We also have structure and energy, and it's these two that must also be addressed by other types of practitioners. And when I talk about structural, well, that's the integrity to the physical components of the body, and namely the living matrix between the cells, the physical structures of actually blood vessels and the perivascular around the blood vessel and the nerve and the perineural areas, and of course your entire musculoskeletal system. And these are usually ignored by the allopathic doctor. And then of course we have the electric and electronic and electromagnetic and photonic energy waves that are being transmitted throughout, all of which is essentially information transfer throughout your body impacting how cells and how tissues functioning 
and this information transfer is actually happening at the speed of light. Yeah, crazy, but that's the way that it is. In the future episodes, I will be talking about this. But for now, your plan, if you so wish to commit to it, be clear of the importance of your own compelling future and how optimum health is vital for you to accomplish that. Second, what's getting in the way from you moving forward? Your conflicts of needs, values, and beliefs. Then getting the information, what's putting you at risk for chronic disease? What is this information that you need to make smart decisions on what activities you can implement and how will you measure your progress? And finally, find someone who's willing to address all aspects of you and can collaborate with others with one end in mind, your health optimization. So I'm hoping that this is a quick overview of the general areas that you can begin to focus on in order for you to optimize your health. Because what I've seen way too often is that somebody sees some sort of gimmick online or has somebody else taking some sort of supplement and it would appear that this is the panacea of health when the reality is very, very different because we've got those 10,000 named parts and it's a complex system, a network of information transfer that's actually happening at the speed of light between cells that we must then address all aspects. And that is the true definition of holistic health. Holistic health isn't alternative medicine. It's not the complementary medicine, terms that I prefer not to use. I don't even like to use the word integrated medicine or functional medicine. I prefer the words natural or precision medicine based on clear, clearly outlined metrics that gives us an insight as how the blueprint is actually going to perform and how it is performing moment to moment and using a variety of different metrics like heart rate variability and also include structural changes and energetic changes with, say, for example, a uh, pulse-emitted magnetic field bed instead of using drugs, then that's the path that we need to go. But clearly, the molecular basis of disease is, is important, but we need to focus on the energetic side and we need to focus on the structural side. And here again, our docs are so focused and myopic in one particular area, you're going to want to find a doc that's willing to collaborate with multiple specialties that have not been trained in the allopathic field necessarily, but have a good grasp or an excellent or outstanding grasp on their particular area. Let's say it's nutrition or nutrigenomics, and then supporting you with a common goal for you that you partner up with everyone so that you finally get the outcomes that you want. That's the path to the future. Our healthcare system can remain important for those emergencies, for the surgeries that we need, or for the acute conditions that we need to take care of because we've made those bad lifestyle choices that I keep on talking about. But the true answer for sustainable health in our communities is to be able to reduce the incidence of chronic disease 
by making smarter lifestyle choices because now we've got that health intelligence that we can tap into. But we've got also the personal intelligence about ourselves. Without all the distractions on social media and other marketing forces that sway us from what is truly best for ourselves. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher. This is Prescription for Your Transformation, Real People, Real Conversations, and Real Success. Also, The Doctor's Guide. You can find me on a mobile app, The Doctor's Guide. You can find me on my website, drrademacher.com. Uh, reach out to me by email. I'm also on the OWL app, O-W-W-L-L app, where you can connect with me. It's a great app where you can meet with different types of experts on different types of topics that will make a huge difference for your own well-being, which is part of your health optimization. So once again, Happy New Year. Looking forward to sharing with you tons of information, and especially in the field of energy medicine, which I believe is going to be the next revolution. We already started the wellness revolution in the 1980s, according to Paul Zane Pilsner, and that was my first introduction to this whole field of wellness. And so the next one was the stem cell revolution or regenerative medicine revolution, which I dove into in 2009 and 10. And I've been in that field ever since and exploring the wonderful technologies that are delivering us so many wonderful solutions. And then obviously the next one being the bioenergy area. But I think the best thing that any of us can do is work on our health optimization. And that's my mission and all the work that I do and encouraging my doctor colleagues to incorporate this in their practice so that they have more deliverables for the patients so they can actually stay away from them with any of their potential diseases that they are now avoiding. Thank you so much, and I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Bart Rademacher live right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or on demand 24-7.